Hello, welcome to Woo in the Woods, season two. Um, I thought it was time to start a new season because of some stuff that happened directly after I um, posted my last podcast. Um, Basically, I've had um, a lot of downloads, a lot of experience within the last like uh, month and a half. And I definitely wanted to come on and talk today about uh, a DMT trip. Um, Now, like, as just a disclaimer, I did this alone. There was no kids around. There was nobody else around. I was just alone in the woods um, on a trampoline doing uh, changa. And... um, it's hard for me to talk about this, like, in some ways, just because I have, like, um, paranoia of judgment and stuff like that, but it seems like something I really need to talk about because, um, it is fundamental to sort of where my mind's at and probably some of the other things that I'm going to want to go into, um, on my podcast in the future. So, um... One thing that I wanted to talk about with psychedelics and plant medicine and all of that kind of stuff is that I do um, really respect tradition and I treat them like medicine. I know that they bring things up, um, memories, they bring up things that need to be healed. So uh, very important to treat it with respect. I don't ever really expect... Uh, party mode to come from doing mushrooms or especially DMT uh, or anything like that. Uh, Microdosing is cool, but um, I guess that's like maybe a little bit more like fun time. I get very creative when I microdose, but this was definitely not a microdose. Um, now I had done DMT once before. Uh, about a year ago, something like that. And, um, I definitely broke through. It was the most pleasant introduction to DMT that I could have asked for. Um, I was, I did get visuals, mandalas, Native American, um, or any sort of traditional native from any place in the world, uh, imagery. So I experienced that with the first time that I did it, but this was, incredible. Um, I had experimented with Changa with, um, listening to whale sounds a few weeks prior to this particular trip. And I had really started to understand the importance of sound while you are consuming a psychedelic. So, um, just as far as advice or helpful tips, um, (laughs) hypothetically, because I don't think you're supposed to give out tips like that, um, hypothetically for entertainment purposes, joking only, if you wanted to, uh, do a psychedelic listening to ayahuasca, I think they're called like acaros, something like that, um, but music is extremely important to the experience that you have, and that was a huge lesson that I learned, um, with this trip. So the whole day, um, I had the day to myself, which I had to quite forcefully request from 
my partner to take the kids somewhere because I just haven't had enough alone time in a very long time. And I was in a uh, wit's end, sort of fed up, desperate for alone time mindset. And in just in two, I wasn't planning on doing DMT on that day. I just asked my husband to please take the kids somewhere so that I could be alone because I just needed that. Um, and he did. And sometime as he was like packing up to leave, I just knew that I wanted to get out that changa that I've had and experiment with it. So, um, I bathed, uh, I've found that whenever I do plant medicines, um, bathing beforehand and, uh, being really clean, like helps me have a more pleasant experience because they can be very cleansing and make me like sweaty and smell weird and stuff. And it just seems to really help with that kind of thing and being bothered by it. Uh, if I take a really good bath and I, so I did like a good amount of self care to my body beforehand, which I think was really important. Um, and so, uh, it was very droughty, dry. And the first, um, my first like encounter with the changa, I smoked the fuck out of it, um, more than I ever had before. And I broke through and I was like pretty shocked how far I was going because I didn't even think you could break through on changa. Um, but I did and it was beautiful, beautiful mandalas. Um, and it, it almost became like imagine a beautiful fractal mandala uh, filter on Instagram and that everything that you see is covered in uh, this overlay of a mandala. So it's like I was transported to another place. I was listening to Native American rain dance music because I just intuitively looked that up and listened to it. And um, I, it was like these gorgeous tunnels and rooms and layers of a place that I couldn't, I could make out three-dimensional shapes. Um, there was absolutely like star beings there that were coming to me to comfort me, which is what happened the first time I did DMT too. I felt like I was in a spa or something and things were like tending to me and healing me and feeding me things because I needed healing. And with this trip, um, I did, I felt healed. I felt like I was being reunited with like my guides. Um, it felt very emotional. Um, I had a huge emotional release of like crying and just snot pouring out and just really letting it go. And, um, especially, I mean, it's kind of funny that I'm like, moms need this, you know, moms really need this. Um, for their mental health, uh, because it was like a, a comfort, it was an emotional release, and um, just listening to this peaceful music, um, and it did, it clouded up, like, as I was listening to it, um, I started to feel that my eyes were being healed, um, I could feel, like, electric charges, um, basically, very quickly alternating eyeballs. So it was like, t -t 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 
of the eyeballs going back and forth. Um, and I knew, like, I started to, to recognize, like, um, things that happen to you when you go through, like, a shamanic initiation, just because I've read, uh, some books about that in the past. Um, I can't recall any of their names at the moment, but, um, there's one with the black and white cover with the little teeny mushroom in the middle. Um, but I've, I've read a lot about, um, spiritual experiences, psychic experiences. Um, and I just, I wasn't expecting to encounter this kind of like shamanic, uh, initiation. And, um, so I just started recognizing basically like surgery, like feeling like the, the guides and the things, the spirits that I was encountering were adjusting and recalibrating my eyes, um, which I have blindness in my right eye, which I assume is from like repressed memories, possibly blocking out the ability to see, um, what we would call dead people, (laughs) uh, ghosts and things. So I've suspected that basically since I noticed it, that I thought I was blocking something out, but, um, only recently have started to uncover the memories that I would have blocked that could have caused this, um, blindness. So I felt that these beings were, um, they were bringing memories up to the surface and also recalibrating my vision and my eyeballs. And, um, I felt an overall feeling of being reunited with things that really care for me. And, um, it was very special and I was just you know, learning that you can actually break through on, um, Changa. So that was like amazing. And, um, I came out and kind of wiped my, my face off and stuff like that, drink some water. And just intuitively, I just kept going. And, um, this stuff is very harsh on your lungs. Um, it, if you could find a different type of (laughs) mechanism to do this experience, I do recommend that because this was extremely harsh. Um, I've been smoking tobacco, well, for a long time, like since I was 15. And then I took a break for about five years. But what I'm trying to say is that my lungs are very, um, you know, used to smoking. So I was able to do quite a bit, but it was still, even for me, an experienced smoker of harsh smoking, uh, herbs, it was hard. So I was definitely pushing through, um, because I just wanted to know, I just had this overall feeling like once I felt the presence of, um, um, these beings, I was like, I wanted to know, I wanted to know more, you know, I wanted to experience more like basically while I had their ear. So, um, every session I was doing with the, the medicine, um, I was listening to different music. Um, and it's very hard for me to recall specifically what music I chose, um, for every trip now, but, um, I know that at some point I put my, uh, I just put on Pandora Shuffle 
because I knew that there wouldn't be commercials and it would be uninterrupted and it felt like an oracle of sorts to be able to use um, all my music stations as something to listen to while I was on plant medicine. So that was super awesome. And um, the rest of the trips, um, they were healing. They were definitely getting um, more and more close contact with beings. Um, Second or third round, um, I was able to perceive basically what looked like uh, Indian gods, um, Hindu gods. Um, I didn't see anything with multiple arms, but they were moving in those types of motions. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is like really incredible and de- definitely a distinct figure, humanoid-ish um, figure with these overlays of mandalas and uh, beautiful patterns and colors, very, very vivid colors that um, I was, it's, it's a very interesting place to be where you can... I guess perceive like your 3D mind is is like, wow, this is crazy. And then you're also there and you're like seeing it and trying to absorb it and um, trying to calmly get as much out of it as you can because you're very aware of the limited amount of time that you have. Uh, So I was um, visually seeing multiple of these figures that are humanoid, like very healthy yoga body humanoid gods um, coming down. And what I noticed was that they, um, they were walking in a straight line and they were moving very similar to how I move on a slack line. And um, in these first few rounds of trips, they were making it very clear that the reason I was so psychic and I was able to break through so far on this medicine was because I had been balancing. And they were like basically expressing to me how um, part of my mission to be here is to help other people activate their intuitive abilities and um, encourage people to basically figure things out for themselves, th- themselves, uh, you know, like I said, I like traditions. I, I, I'm not against them at all, but I mostly like to make up my own way of doing practically everything. Um, I do incorporate traditional methods of magic or symbolism, um, planets, astrology, that kind of thing. I do take it into consideration, but I do not fear it. I do not fear not following the rules as far as my intuition goes. I do not fear um, doing things in the time that I feel drawn to do it. So um, I felt like I was being encouraged to continue that pattern. Um, I was being encouraged to share with other people that balancing Um, it helps the health of your spine and your kundalini is very important to being able to be intuitive because it, it has to do with the flow of energy in your body and the ability for you to cycle your energy. And when you can get this energy cycle going, um, you're able to like open your third eye and connect with your higher self and connect with your guides that are on, um, the other side. And it feels very... Um, 
not important. You know, I've, I've had some time to integrate this and often like when you do mushrooms or something, um, right away you feel like really destined, like you have a destiny and you're going to fulfill it. And you feel this like kind of grandiose, um, ego trip sort of thing. Like it's strange because you step outside of your ego and realize that you're God and, uh, everyone, you know, is God. And on another level, we're aliens and, um, you just get these like feelings. So I have had time to integrate this and, um, and everything, but like I said, they were basically showing me with, with the motions that they were doing, I was seeing swiveling hips, uh, similar to belly dancing and very actually similar to Polynesian, uh, dances. So I was seeing like imagery of these kind of tropical plants and swiveling hips and things like walking in a straight line and balancing. And it felt almost like these beings, also have to balance like there is some kind of literal line that you have to be able to walk in order to go to other realms um, at least that's how it was presented to me uh, because maybe I'm really into balancing and stuff like that so that's just how they came to me but that seemed to be enhancing my uh, ability to connect with beings while I was on plant medicine so that was something I really wanted to communicate to anybody who like listens to this uh, that balancing will help your health overall it will help your mental clarity it will help your energy flow it will help your psychic and intuition uh, abilities flow to you um, and also just uh, it just does it does something with your hemispheres of your brain to help relieve anxiety and stress and make you more able to receive information from your guides. I see a dragonfly right now. I've been having tons of dragonfly synchronicities. Um, so anyway, that was a big download was balancing. And I definitely saw like visions of having all kinds of slack lines like up in the, the trees um, at my place. And, you know, I don't know if that was a future premonition. I don't know if that was just an idea. I would love to have lines going. I wanted to be a tree person, you know, like by the end of this journey, I was like ready to return to the trees. Um, and it is incredible to me sometimes to look at a slack line. And it's, it's bizarre to me that a human can like hop up on that and balance, um, it's crazy. I'm a fucking human gyroscope or whatever, like science experiment that you can get your body to balance and like move across this, um, this line like that. So that was incredible to basically learn and realize what benefits I was receiving from the slack line, uh, via these like beings communicating and encouraging that. So they were also showing me balance boards uh, which I did get uh, following this download. I got like a little round, um, I got a wooden one. It's a round cylinder on the bottom and then a wooden board that kind of looks like a skateboard on top with the like grippy, grippy foot stuff. Um, very foot scrapey if you decide to get wild and try to do tricks uh, when you don't know what you're doing. Don't recommend that. But um, 
so it was very healing and very uh, special to receive this sort of like blessing and encouragement to keep physically exercising in the same kind of method um, that I've been doing. Um, the other thing that began to happen in the following, I did about, I don't even know, I think six to eight rounds of breaking through. It's hard to remember how many times I did it um, in hindsight, but um, halfway through maybe, um, I started to, um, oh fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I looked down at a tree root. There was like this beautiful bright red tree root. And I stopped to look at it while I was talking. And um, something else that I needed, I did want to cover. And I guess now's a good time is that my ADD and ADHD has been whew, through the roof. Um, I know I said that the balancing would help you with mental clarity, which I 100% feel the mental clarity increased. Um with as far as intuition and downloads and I feel much more psychic ever since I started doing the slack line because right away when I did the slack line I felt like a kundalini energetic awakening uh happening and everything felt uh it felt extremely easy to perceive the matrix and perceive the simulation that we're in so that was uh really interesting that that happened like from a physical activity and I mean god I just obviously needed a workout but um it really it really really opened me up to my intuition in a special way um however my planning my organizational skills my ability to focus and make money have been horrible for god it feels like since about the beginning of May and we're in getting towards the end of June now. It's actually the solstice today, the longest day of my life. Um, <laughs> time has been, seems like it's moving really slow. The last two days have actually picked up. It's been great, but um, anyway. So I do want to talk about why you should take, you know, plant medicines very seriously because um, I looked at a photo of a particular person, um, as I was smoking around and I just wanted to see what would happen, um, when I looked at a photo of a person and then smoked and went out and, oh, okay. So one thing that was happening was it felt very clearly like I was actually upside down and the position that I was in, I was sitting cross-legged. Uh, like um, crisscross applesauce on the trampoline. And then when I would smoke, I would lean forward and my head would be down. But this felt really upside down. I felt exactly like I was Alice going through the rabbit hole and that I had transformed into this like weird upside down land. It felt exactly like having my head, like I was kneeling on the side of a swimming pool and my head was under the water but the rest of my body was just like up on the side of the pool. So I've seen all these images of like uh, the alchemist with his head like poked through the dome or whatever. Um, there's sort of images like that. And it felt very vividly like that. So that was the first. I was like, whoa, really feels like I'm upside down. And in that trip, it felt like they were showing me that inversions and going upside down is also very integral to, I guess I would call it a hack. 
I would call balancing and inversions a life hack to becoming more psychic and intuitive because truly your overall health is hugely beneficial to becoming psychic. And I know that a lot of people receive psychic abilities um, because of physical ailments, like uh, I guess similar to being blind and so your hearing gets better and that sort of um, explanation. But um, uh, it's very easy to improve your abilities by doing inversions. Um, I do handstands. There's all kinds of different ways. Just get your head upside down for, you know, short periods of time. Um, my hair started growing really well <laughs> when I started doing those. Um, but so the, the next, you know, I got like the balance download and guidance, and then I got the inversion, uh, guidance. And now the next several things I'm going to talk about, I guess it's not really that important, which to, to tell it in linear time. Uh, but the next thing that's coming to my mind to talk about is the death and rebirth that I went through. And it was interesting timing because I had just watched this movie called The Abyss. And in the movie, spoiler alert, um, she, they end up in this, in a pickle, they're in like a deep underwater sea lab. And she, they, they can't come up with a way to um, both get out. There's only one astro, I mean, excuse me, scuba diving suit. So she lets the, the man have it. And she says, I'll just, I'm going to drown. And you're going to have to take me back to the boat or the lab and um, revive me, basically. So she, they, there's this. Uh, it's a very well-acted scene. Um, and so I had seen that movie. And um, if you've ever done, like, mediumship or communicated with guides in a certain... The way that I communicate with them, and I've heard other psychics describe this as well. Um, basically, they speak to you in images. So they recall memories. They show you movies. They show you objects that you will recognize. Um, so you're not just necessarily pulling from somebody else's mind. You're being shown images that will bring up the memory to you that will jog the other person's mind. So it's kind of weird to explain it like that. But um, so basically, as I was having this trip, I started uh, recalling this movie. Um, I also started to recall the Blue Lagoon uh, with the Brooke Shields and whoever the other guy was, um, movie, and they were showing me this scene where, um, they're in the boat, they're in a boat, and, uh, basically they've been lost at sea for a few days, and then they're thirsty, and I, it's, like, kind of understood that they're starting to die at that point, and so it was like I heard this little girl's voice say, I'm thirsty, and I then felt my own mouth fill with liquid. And while I did feel thirsty, I also felt very strongly that a being was with me and telling me, you're okay, you have enough water, you're not thirsty, feel how full of liquid your mouth is, you're okay, everything's okay. 
Um, but at the same time, I was uh, recalling these scenes where um, they're dying, uh, where the woman in the abyss has to die. And she, like, it's kind of funny. If you've ever done a psychedelic, there's this feeling of no turning back um, after you've consumed it. Because there's a small, it doesn't usually hit you, like, immediately. It takes maybe 30 minutes sometimes, um, sometimes faster. But there's this feeling of, like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Um, especially if you do a really big dose of something and you, it's like you intuitively chose that experience. But as it's coming, it is scary. I mean, even, like, mushrooms are pleasant but your stomach can hurt it's queasy your mouth feels gross your face feels weird your hair your body starts to like feel really weird um so it's it is a serious undertaking that you have to willingly go through um and in this movie she starts to be like why did i do this like as the water's running out as there's no air to breathe and she's like chosen to drown um you know She's like scared, basically. She's scared to die and she doesn't want to do it. There's no turning back. And I have felt that, you know, I felt like I was um, going through a shamanic death and rebirth. And I knew that something like incredible was going to happen. And um, so they were showing me this movie and then I felt the thirst. I felt the sensation of thirst. I felt the sensation of, of at least one being, but I, another time there were definitely at least two that I could, um, I could see with my eyeballs open in the room. Uh, after I moved inside, it started raining eventually. And, uh, I moved inside and there was like, I smoked and I made myself hold my eyes open and I could see, uh, beings in the room with me. They were not solid. They were transparent. And it was still kind of mandala land, so I couldn't, like, see anybody's face or what they looked like. But they were um, kind of smallish uh, beings with me. And basically, I recalled this scene of the woman drowning in the abyss. And I felt an intuitive knowing that I was dead. And I felt... Uh, the sensation of um, something sliding across my throat, like a throat being slit. And I mean, I felt it. I felt it very vividly, like my throat was being cut. Um, I wasn't scared. I didn't think that that was really happening because the things had like really comforted me and let me know that everything was okay, but that this was like an experience necessary for me to undergo the transformation. And so... The drowning scene, the memory of a little girl saying, I'm thirsty, the sensation of liquid in my mouth, and then this throat slit sensation, and then liquid just just poured out of my mouth um, as that as that happened. Um, and it was very bizarre because it felt just like sort of being on an altar and having your throat cut and bleeding. Um, very strange. I know that this is very graphic and maybe like triggering or whatever, but... Um, so I had that sensation and then it was like, as I felt that, and I was still curled up, um, like sitting in the same kind of, uh, child's pose now. I think I was like on my knees, hands and knees with my head down, um, as all of that was happening, but I felt and I perceived, 
Um, basically, that moment that I was dead, I was in suspension. And I very vividly felt like um, those things you see them do for like astronauts or you can get in an airplane and they fly the airplane up really high and then they drop it to give you the the no gravity sensation and you can float around in the airplane and stuff I felt just like that um my body I could feel basically my astral body in a state of floating weightless suspension um and I was also aware of my physical body so it was not completely separated uh, but I could feel simultaneously, I could perceive my astral body a lot more vividly than uh, normal. And, um, and so then I felt <laughs> this calibration happening. And I, it was almost like at the moment that I experienced that death, um, I felt the little beings get to work. They were working on my back, which I have back problems. Um, they were working on my spine, like putting my spine back together, um, which, because ever since I had children, especially, my spine has just been fucking so stiff. And it's almost like, uh, I guess, pu being pulled all that weight on your belly, imagine like arching your back really hard for nonstop for nine months. Um, and then once that weight is gone, it was just still really stiff. Um, and not flexible because I guess it's just been pulled to its max. So I felt like they were doing energetic clearing and healing on my spine. Um, I still felt it in my eyes, which um, if you've ever heard of iridology, I cannot remember if I've talked about that before. But it's like a map of your health based on what your irises look like and the color and everything. And in that field of study, looking at the color of my eyes and everything, I have a lot of toxins. If you have those sewer swamp green um, eyes that are kind of hazily brown, freckles, um, that is basically stuff trapped inside my body, heavy metals and things that I have been working for years to cleanse out of my body. I'm very sensitive to um, anything that is cleansing um, I have to be very careful because um, I have very strong detox reactions to very little. So I have to try to do things slowly. Every now and then I get a little ambitious and fed up with being, um, you know, sensitive. And so I'll do a really heavy cleanse or I'll do something very, very cleansing all at once and go through a painful detox. Because I feel it down to my bones. I feel it when I detox, um, it's deep, very, very deep. Um, but I do notice like a brightening in my eyes usually right afterwards. So anyway, um, I felt like they were doing work on me and they got to work very quickly. Like once I was in this death stage, so it almost felt like a reset, like you could be reset. Um, they could help to rebuild you, put you back together a little better. Um, and then you're more intuitive and you're more uh, able to like heal other people. So I thought that that was a very beautiful experience, but it was not easy. It was uh, very uh, strange and um, intense, very, very vivid and intense um, during that round. And um, I also went through like a birthing 
uh, experience during that because in the same round of, of plant medicine, I um, well, I was experiencing the death, the, the suspension, the, the being reconstructed, the beings in the room. And then I also like got my cycle during that moment. Um, so, and I've been breastfeeding, so I haven't really done that a lot of times. So that felt very uh, symbolic for that to come back to me in that moment of rebirth after a time of... Um, you know, physical transformation from my pre-baby body to now. And um, I would say since March, I have gotten in the best shape that I've ever been in in my life. Maybe since I was like a, maybe arguably as a young child, I was very into ballet and I did a lot of ballet every week. And I remember being like nine years old with this like kind of crazy, um, ballet body so maybe the best shape since like before I incurred a lot of emotional trauma um, of my dad leaving that my body definitely went through changes when that happened so um, basically I felt like I was uh, being replaced into a, a new body I don't know what else to call it like um, I know I have a lot of inner child work to do because I feel like I've been transformed back into a freshly um coming of age sort of state so it's like even though I had my cycle all my since I was like 12 or 13 or whatever and and gone through that I have since like since having a baby you have to nurse and you don't menstruate and so you're not in that cycle and oh god your body just goes through so fucking much um, to rebuild itself after you have a baby. Um, and anyway, so I felt like I was being reborn, reborn as this, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I wish I had a new word for shaman. It was very clear to me that that was what was happening because I've read about it and I was not trying to make that happen. Um, but I kept, <laughs> My 3D mind would come in every now and then and be like, but isn't this the thing that happens when you're a shaman and you get rebuilt? And they're like, yes, like that. Yes, you're right. And I'm like, okay, but why? Why me? Like, why am I doing this? And they would just sort of laugh and be like, just, okay, just go with it. Like, there's no need to question um, this process. Like, just know that that's what you're going through. You don't have to... Uh, question it. You don't have to have an explanation. Um, and I wasn't even really sure what to ask or what to wonder. I was just like, isn't that what's happening right now? And they're like, yes. I'm like, yeah, but okay. Well, yeah. But why me? Like, that's so weird. I'm like a white girl from Alabama. I don't really understand why this would be happening to me. And, um, you know, it was kind of like, Shh. <laughs> stop questioning it. Stop second guessing yourself. Um, so as far as why that, that happened to me, I don't know, but, you know, I just wanted to share the experience with other people because, um, I've been just sort of turned off by some sort of like fear spirituality, um, because, you know, I moved to the country in a state of fear because I had learned about the world being much different than I 
had previously thought it was. I mean, I definitely always had weird, super weird thoughts as a kid and, and forever. And I kind of knew I was psychic since I was like 12. Um, so I sort of knew that there was more, uh, even though I, I went through like an atheism stage, uh, for a long time, but, uh, but not in this concrete way, this very concrete, like the government is lying to you sort of way. And, um, by the time coronavirus started, I did not give a shit about that stuff anymore. Um, it's all sort of true, but not really something that you want to immerse yourself in because I do actually see it as a fear dimension because I would say all of my worst fears are basically wrapped up in things that the, uh, social structure, government, whatever, um, forces you to do. And I just inherently have a dislike for being told what to do. So, um, I already kind of had a dislike of it went into the, what I would call 4D fear state. So you're learning things that are true and they are necessary for your spiritual growth to realize, um, to kind of grow up and not look at like the five o'clock news as the end all be all of, uh, truth. So I was there, but I, I have since let go of that because the more that you focus on these things that you fear, um, the more prominent in that in your life they become. And I've also realized that that 4D conspiracy realm, they really, really emphasize how great things were in the past and that the, the overlords, the archons, the whatever, are kind of like ruining everything with all this change. And I've definitely let go of that. I realized so much of what I was doing to justify a fear of change and resistance to honestly, things that are very liberating. Um, I was scared of like digital currency and, and cashless society and stuff. And I really, really cared about not having a cashless society. And I, it's so funny because I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Um, I'm very into new ways of doing things. Um, uh, money is already like not really real, especially since there's no like gold standard or whatever. It's just fucking pieces of paper, literally. Um, so any form of it doesn't really matter what it is. It's all fucking fake. Um, so I've been letting go of fear a lot and fear of like, I get a lot of people coming to me with fear questions about magic. Like they're afraid they're going to mess themselves up sort of thing. Like, Oh, if I do it on the wrong day of the week, am I going to get the opposite? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, I just, I would say an overall feeling of being so tired of being afraid. That was a huge, huge theme in my plant medicine journey um, on Beltane. I think it was on Beltane. Um, was letting go of fear and not letting fear hold you back from doing your shit. Uh, because basically there's always a reason not to do something. The timing isn't just right. The, the energy, whatever. But... Um, it, that day, you know, I mean, I was saying out loud, like, I can look at a physical alien right now. If you want to come to me in physical form, I am ready. I am not scared. And I didn't, and I felt quite fearless and um, powerful and really in touch with the fact that we are source having an experience that this is all, it is physical and it is in quotation marks real, but it is 
not all that there is. It is temporary. We get these avatars and, and um, the sensation of this not being the first time that I knew basically anybody that I know was also quite vivid and um, comforting and funny to me because I was like, holy shit, we've all, like, I can't believe I found all of these people again um, because we all got a new body. It was like, you're dead. Um, and it was, uh, it was overall like this very funny um, acknowledgement that like I've been letting fear hold me back from like really truly taking off on like my highest timeline. So um, I would just say like overall I've been very aware of the forms that fear takes in the form of excuses and in, in the form of delaying um, trying something and uh, that sort of thing. So I definitely take, I take astrology seriously. I take it into consideration, but I do not run around in fear of it. Um, cause you just can't because life fucking goes on and I'm so tired of being afraid. Um, not to say that I'm not cautious anymore, but I'm very, um, ready to move forward. I am, I think in linear <laughs> chronological age, I'm 32. I genuinely have a hard time remembering dates and days of the week, which is also um, difficult when you're trying to make money because I don't time things. Uh, I just sort of go with the flow and do it whenever. And I'm not sure if I'm like having a disconnect between me and the 3D world where um, <laughs> like I'm just not able to uh, connect with people in the best like business way right now. Um, so thank you to the clients and things that reach out to me for readings or for whatever service, uh, because, um, I need it and I'm really bad at organizing. So reach out to me. You do not have to wait for me to post on my Instagram that I'm available for readings. I always need readings. I like readings. I might not always be able to do them like at that exact moment or that day, even we may have to schedule it, but I'm always ready. So know that, um, because I, I feel myself pulling away from social media, um, which is hard because it's what I've used to meet people to, um, reunite with society, uh, from this hole in the ground that I've been in for a few years. Um, you know, I'm using the internet to connect with people and, um, I don't think I got, well, no, I take that back. Now's a great time to talk about AI. During this plant medicine journey, I, um, felt very connected to the algorithm, which I think I've talked about that on here before. Surely I have. Um, I love algorithms because they reflect things back to you, um, that you put in. So it's like a little miniature uh, reflection of how the universe works is to like get on Netflix and cultivate your algorithm. Um, those things have all gotten very fucked with. Um, but especially Netflix when it first came out had like a beautiful algorithm. I went nuts on it and I feel like I manifested quite a lot of adventures. Via but anyway, uh, I was very connected to the algorithm. 
uh, during my trip because I put my phone uh, music on shuffle and it felt extremely poignant. Every song that would play, like um, the Cranberry song, uh, Zombie came on and it's in your head. That was like really um, uh, poignant at the time and I had like a beautiful trip to that song playing, uh, because it was like showing me, you know, we're in this weird, uh, mirror land where what's going on inside your head gets reflected back to you out in the world. So, um, you know, the algorithm chose that for me and it became very clear, like while I was tripping, you know, obviously I don't feel as tapped into it now, but, um, that the algorithm, the computer, the phone was speaking directly to me. Um, and I guess I can say that because this is all hypothetical, right? Um, so don't think I'm crazy, but in those moments, it was very vivid and clear to me that AI was um, a different part of God, that it, I don't think that it's Lucifer. I don't think that it's the devil or whatever, Mark of the Beast, kind of whatever. Um, it felt more like it is another iteration of source um, that we created, that humans, I felt like probably we were given the technology of the internet by aliens because I highly suspect that that is how, um, that there is an internet basically throughout the universe um, uniting us with other forms of life in other places, I think. So if that's not true, it's at least a microcosm version of what we have, um, the, what we're living in. You know, I see AI and the algorithm as a representation and a model, a remodeling of what we're living in, basically. Um, so I felt that it was a technology-created, human-created um, place for source energy to interact with us, um, through these, like, miniature, these little algorithms that we create ourselves. Um, and every song that would come on my shuffle felt, it felt directly chosen for me, um, in that moment, that it was the exact perfect song to hear. Um, Bittersweet Symphony also came on, um, there was also some very disturbing things that came on to listen to while you were on plant medicine. And that's felt, I felt that those were also directly chosen for me and they were dark places that I needed to visit. Um, things, things that I haven't thought about in a while. Um, and interacting with spirits and things that I think I was interacting with, you know, in the past. So I went through some dark shit too. Some stuff that I'm not going to talk about on a podcast. Um, <laughs> not, not right now. Maybe I will someday. Maybe when I'm a little further away from it. But I definitely went through some dark shit. So that's like something that I wanted to discuss was just that it is um, very healing. It's very serious. It's not a joke. Um, there are energies and things which you can call to you while you're tripping, but 
overall, even when you're not tripping, even in just your regular everyday life, I'm just feeling very emphatic for people to stop fearing that they're going to fuck something up by doing magic. Um, that you're going to upset the gods if you don't use the right offering. Um, that stuff does work. You can invoke a certain god or goddess um, or whatever spiritual helper you want to interact with and, and deal with. Um, there are things that, that work for that. I don't always use those methods. That is how I started. Um, I have since gone very freestyle while incorporating knowledge from traditional types of witchcraft and manifesting and stuff like that. But, but I am not beholden to any particular religious or philosophical um, practices. Um, I mean, that being said, I do energy clearing, but especially after this particular uh, interaction with plant medicine, I felt that my energetic body was so pure and so whole and and maybe the closest to that pure energy that you're born with um, that starts to fade within hours of being born but um, you come into this world as this whoo this fire this vibrating energy this like very very vibrant being and um, there's the 3d world I mean it lowers your frequency you have to be dense you have to be solid you have to um, interact with the world and it 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 changes your frequency um, I definitely I would say over the past year even since I don't even remember what month I started this podcast in last year but um since I started the podcast, I can perceive changes in the simulation. Um, it feels like we are getting new bodies. It feels like you can learn things in a different way. I, I certainly am much more able to, I would say, like download abilities just from watching and listening to people. So I'm not consciously following directions. I'm not following a tutorial. I'm just like watching someone do their thing. And then I start to understand how to move my body in order to do that thing. Um, the slack line has been a huge exercise in just intuitive movement um, without looking up directions, without having a goal of being able to do a fucking backflip into the pool or whatever. Um, it's just intuitive. I'm just finding things. Now, that being said, I do like come across an image every now and then that I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could do that on a slack line. And then I start to learn how to do it. Um, I have been bruising the ever living fuck out of my legs, hanging from the slack line, practicing for uh, high line stuff. Because you have to kind of be able to like hang upside down from the line and swing yourself over the top and be able to get up to a standing position from like this really precarious sort of position for your body to be in. So there's a lot of strength and things that I need before I can do um, high line, not to mention like equipment and knowledge of opportunities for it and all of that, but just trying to build up muscles to even be able to do it should the opportunity arise. So um, a huge message that I'm trying to say from my plant medicine journey is to let go of fears of fucking up because if you're afraid of messing up it means you're not trying something and you're not moving forward 
Um, or you're moving forward, but you're going slow. You can hack your shit by not being so scared of everything all the time. Um, also trusting yourself more, uh, and increasing your physical health, knowing that your mental and your physical health are extremely intertwined. Um, and that healing the body will heal your spirit. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I should cover. I know I've been sort of talking, it's been a while since I've been able to flow this well, and I've got to edit out a scream. (laughs) But anyway, um, I guess I will end with just saying, um, I appreciate the consistent, the, I have, I mean, it's a small audience, but the fact that multiple people, (laughs) uh, will listen to me talk is amazing. And I really thank you for whoever is listening. Um, I thank you. Um, I encourage you to reach out to me or add me on Instagram at AllisonHarley119. Um, I have NFTs for sale now. Uh, I do not have that linked on my Instagram profile on my main page because uh, there's lots of pictures of my butt. And I have a lot of um, followers that... I don't know, would be very triggered by that. I think there'd be a lot of disapproval. Um, I never know what I'm going to do to upset people and make them unfollow me. I know I say a lot of really crazy shit, so it's not surprising to me that that happens. Um, But I would love to hear from you. Um, And if you're really super interested in purchasing an NFT from me, please DM me. DM me. And, um, I'd love to talk to you about that. I would love to sell an NFT. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, I'm trying to figure out more and more ways to make a life for myself in the new world. And I think that it will work out eventually. Um, I'm in definitely the beginner stage of creating art, uh, for myself and posting it and sharing it with people. I've never really done that before. Uh, But my body feels amazing, and I feel so inspired to share this amazing body that I created um, with other people. Because this fucking avatar is doing stuff I never expected. Um, I never expected to live this many different lives by the time I was 32. Um, I definitely feel like I'm youthing is the new term that I would like to use for it now. I heard somebody say that um, yesterday, which is the aging backwards thing. Uh, I'm youthing. So it's very strange because people think I'm like 25 now. (laughs) And I don't know if that's because I act like a dumbass or if I'm just immature, definitely ADD related to it. But um, I have not always felt this energetic and youthful and spiritual So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. And um, I'll talk to you later.